Welcome to Minority Mindset 101. I'm your boy, Jeremiah, with Minor to Major, helping people turn minor setbacks into major comebacks. I've been given so much positive feedback on the podcast episodes that really address a specific problem, so I decided to really hone in, well, to try to hone in on psychoeducation, some of these things that we actually dig deep in conversation in, in some of those youth groups that I host. So if you wouldn't mind... If you have a child who is 12 to 17 years old, you're here in Houston, Texas, I'd love for them to come out and join me uh, in those community youth groups where we are processing and unpacking some things. So that you can visit my website, www.minortomajortx.com, and uh, there should be a pop-up uh, for you to register your children, your youth. I'm talking about coping with life. Coping with Life. And in Tom Hanks' 2000 adventure and drama film Castaway, Nolan, Tom Hanks, he becomes stranded on an island for about four and a half years. If you haven't watched this movie, I don't know, you, you must have been born yesterday or you're too young to appreciate great films. Throughout the film, mental health and wellness is repeated in so many measures, it's unbelievable. Like, it's a, it's a movie about mental health, in my opinion. If you haven't watched this movie, spoiler alert, I do apologize. I'm about to spill the beans. Nolan was stranded on this island for about uh, four and a half years using a volleyball and his companion as his companion and the blades of ice skates as his own main tool for survival. Like, talk about caveman type shit. Just focusing on coping skills alone is all one uh, could conclude, I'm sorry, and be convinced that mental wellness matters a lot to the human brain. Nolan had a locket with a picture of his fiance in it. You could see him, like, at the very beginning of the movie, uh, it was, like, really hyper-focused on that him opening up that locket, looking at the picture, and then closing it. Lo- opening up the locket, li- taking another picture at his fiance, and then closing it. He just had to get one more glance of his fiance, his love. That, that that was a motivator for him. But it was also used as a coping skill. From the beginning of the film, you could see this. Overwhelming focus on him continuously opening up that locket. He was observed painting a picture on the cave wall of his fiance, although it it clearly came out worse than the actual photo. And he made note of that. She looks much, much prettier in person as he leaned over to tell this to Wilson. Again, a volleyball. His efforts to find ways to be reminded of home and people he really cared about remained apparent throughout the storyline. Nolan wrote, on the cave walls his story the journey he had been on since day one of being on the stranded island he would talk to uh he would talk to the oh so famous volleyball wilson who became his best friend and companion throughout his time on the island here's my point humans have several basic needs in life but here are two that, that pertain to the mental wellness and, and you know, kind of the movie. So I'm going to nail it home for you. Humans are social beings, and we need each other to keep our sanity. I don't care who says what about I am antisocial and I don't like being around people. Most people like Nolan 
would have picked up a crab, a spider, or something and turned it into a friend. You would have gave that spider or that, that, that crab, you would have gave it a name, character. The power of needing companionship is real. We need healthy support, supportive relationships to thrive in life, whether you admit it or not. You need that. We'll be back after this quick break. I'm going to tell you about the second point that I want to hone in. Hey, what's up, everybody? Before we get into this next episode, I wanted to encourage you to go ahead and head over to my website, www.minortomajortx.com. Download the PDF file, the book, Minor to Major, Turning Minor Setbacks into Major Comebacks. Learn how I went from serving five years in prison with the last nine months being in solitary confinement to getting out, getting an education, and being the entrepreneur, the uh, nonprofit founder and uh, CEO of my private practice here in Houston, Texas. Learn how I turned my minor setback into major comeback, but how you can do the same thing. Head over to my website, www.minortomajortx.com, and download that book. All right. The other thing that humans need, my other point that I wanted to make from this. The other thing that humans need to remain sane and thrive are healthy coping skills to help deal with life stressors. We need this. If we don't know of healthy practices because nobody has ever taught us, then we won't use healthy coping skills when we get angry, when we get upset. When we get frustrated, sad, depressed, etc., etc., we'll revert to what we have been taught through observational observational learning, typically from uh, young childhood. Like young, when you were a kid, uh, you saw how your parents fought whenever they got angry. You saw at school uh, every time there was a problem or conflict, there was a fight after school. Okay, so that's what you learned. It's a learn from observational behavior. So that's what you'll revert back to. Just giving you an example. When we use healthy coping skills to deal with life stressors, such as a a death in the family, losing a job, failing a grade, or uh, failing a major exam, getting in a car accident, you name it. If we don't use healthy coping skills to manage your negative emotions and feelings, then you become mentally unwell, period. Coping skills are about resilience that has already been present in you. How do I know that? Because you have gone through this. You have gone through some trauma in your life and you're still here listening to me. That's how I know that you are resilient. You have some type, some form, some level of resilience already in you. You have it. My question to you is, what if you used healthy coping skills every time life threw you a curveball? How much better would you survive each negative occurrence? Coping skills. So basic. So very, very basic. So very elementary. But coping skills get us through life. A good quality of life. You learn how to deal with life stressors and and cope with your problems effectively. It doesn't mean that they go away. 
doesn't mean that. I asked uh, someone in uh, in practice not too long ago if you had money, you had all the money you needed, uh, your family was healthy, uh, your bills were paid for. Do you think you would go? Uh, this let's just say hypothetically, like this would happen for the remainder of your life. So the people you love remained healthy and alive throughout the remainder of your life. You had all the money that you needed to pay your bills and give, you know, do some philanthropy. Okay? Y'all know what I'm trying to say. I've got a cold. My nose is stuffy. Forgive me. (laughs) So if you had all that, that, the money, you know, you feel like your problems, you didn't have many or none at all, would you still get stressed out? And a lot of people said yes damn right you would still get stressed out because life happens the car accident it happens the fender bender it happens you tripping and falling and scraping your knee or or busting your ankle open damn that was kind of gory wasn't it it happens life happens you will always newsflash folks you will always deal with stress you will always deal with stress But how you deal with stress makes those events, those occurrences, that much easier to go through. And that's where coping skills come in. And it also bumps head, this mental health and this wellness, sometimes it bumps head with the strong Christian, with the strong believer. And it shouldn't. But it does. Because of lack of understanding. So what the believer says, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to pray, pray, pray. That's good. I believe in prayer. I'm a believer, a strong believer. However, we have also been given tools, strategies, and techniques on how we can help ourselves. We need to do for self. And so coping skills uh, definitely increases your quality of life if you know how to use them. Uh, If you need guidance on how to practice healthy coping skills outside of the standard practices of uh, deep breathing and and meditation and relaxation, reach out to me. Hit me up on my website, minortomajortx.com. Shoot me an email. I'm not hard to find. Uh, You can hit me up on social media, whatever. But uh, learn how to practice healthy coping skills. I'll probably make that a topic of discussion in my next uh, community youth group. Y'all are welcome to come out. Parents, you're welcome to come out. I invite all kids 12 to 17 years of old, years of age, years old. Come on out there. Uh, white, black, Hispanic, Latino, uh, Asian, uh, Pacific Islander, to be politically correct, whatever. Hey, come on out there. We learn from each other our experiences. We gain knowledge and understanding through hearing other people's perspective. And so I encourage people of all ethnicities, all backgrounds, different backgrounds to come out there and join us. Ages 12 to 17 years old. His Way Baptist Church, 1818 Esther Drive, Houston, Texas, 77088. To get updates on uh, the latest, uh, the next session, the next time that we meet, it's one time monthly. Visit my website, sign up on the uh, registration form that pops up. So when you go to the website, minortomajortx.com, wait a second, boom, it'll populate. Go ahead and put in your information and you'll get updates on uh, when the next uh, community youth group 
is going to kick off. I would love for you to be there, be a part of it. Look, speaking with the utmost humility, I'm good at this. Shh. Like, I'm really good at it. I'm very talented at it. Uh, I love public speaking. I love the kids. I love the kids. Adolescent boys, teenagers, 12 to 17. That is my demographics. I love uh, young men trying to help them navigate through life and their challenges. But uh, I wanted to go ahead and create this group, create, create this space to have this group. Okay, very specific there. I want to, I want a safe environment uh, for kids to come out, unpack. We bounce ideas off each other. We talk about experiences. This is not a regular community group. This is not like my therapeutic interventioning, the processing, the questions, uh, the way I facilitate. Look, it's an art, y'all. <laughs> I, I take pride in that art. So please, if you have 12 to 17 year old kids, uh, you know of some, uh, your your auntie, your, your nephew, your niece, uh, a family member, a cousin, whoever it is, 12 to 17 years old, you're here locally in the Houston, Texas area. I guarantee you, you will get value. Parents are welcome to come, but they cannot speak or, or, or talk out. Um, yeah, so I'll definitely have some, some recordings uh, to, to be able to revert back to and, uh, and look at some of the old content. Uh, that's in the making. But uh, right now, I just want to focus on these live showings of, of youth coming and uh, getting the help that they need. I want to stop the violence, the risky sexual behaviors in the community uh, that, that our rap music perpetuates. Uh, I want to stop the violence, the crime, uh, whether it's the fast money sticking up, uh, folks at the ATM snatching purses, just the robbing. A lot of things that I used to do, unfortunately, embarrassingly enough. Yes, I want to stop that. Okay. So, you know, if you can help me in any way, uh, I know one way. One way is to get those kids out there, spread the word, let's spread the awareness. But if you can help me in any way, I'm willing to collaborate with you. I love working with other clinicians in the community. And thank you all for joining me on another episode of Minority Mindset 101. This is Jeremiah with Minor to Major, helping people turn their minor setbacks and the major comebacks. Cool.